Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey of the mind, body, and soul. This is not just another podcast. It's a sanctuary of wisdom, resilience, and growth. In a world that never stops, we pause here. We dive deep into the inner workings of the human experience, exploring the profound, the practical, and the profoundly practical. Join me as I uncover the secrets to unlocking your potential, embracing mindfulness, and living life with intention. From the power of presence to the art of purpose, this podcast is your compass and the path to self-mastery. Prepare to be inspired, challenged, and enlightened. It's time to awaken your inner healer, your true warrior. Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast. Your journey starts now. Today I want to talk about presence. More specifically, the Mindfulness Medic Presence Pillar. What is the pillar, you may ask? Well, in the previous episode I described how throughout the last couple years in my journey of transformation, growth, self-development, I recognized that there were six tenets. There were six consistent things that I was applying to my life in order to transform me from that person that I used to hate looking back at me in the mirror to the person that I am today. And not only that, but the person that I'm becoming tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So today I want to focus on pillar number one, presence. Presence to me was born when I had the realization, when I had the epiphany, when I had that freight train hit me proverbially that I was running out of time. You see, when you spend enough time in a career in public safety or in healthcare, you start to witness death. You start to witness the cycle of life. You start to witness the end of life and the process of dying and grieving and loss. Because it's intrinsically an inevitable part of this career. When you're taking care of people, when you're serving people, when you're trying to prevent morbidity and mortality, when you're dealing with traumatic events in life, when you're dealing with people in advanced age or disease processes, you're inevitably going to come across death. Not only are you going to come across death, but you're going to face it very intimately and very close. There aren't many careers or instances in this world where you can be as close to a human being in their time of passing, in their time of moving on from this world to the next, than a career in public safety or in healthcare. I believe we're given a gift in this career, and that gift is the gift of perspective. It's a double-edged sword, because while we do deal on more than occasion our fair share of tragedy, loss, suffering, the human condition, destruction, loss of property, loss of life, while all those things can be overwhelming, they can also be used as fuel, fuel for, for perspective. For a perspective that most people don't have the opportunity or the privilege of gaining in their lives because they're not involved with these things like we are. They don't see these things on the level that we do. And it was throughout my career that I started gaining this perspective, this perspective of time and how I was running out of it. But not only running out of it, that I was squandering my time, that I was wasting it, that I wasn't maximizing it to its fullest potential. Because one of the most common regrets in deathbed confessions are individuals who claim that they wish they had spent their time more wisely. They wish they had spent their time more effectively. They wish that they had made more memories. They wish they had spent more time with family, friends, 
in states of joy and laughter and fully appreciating everything that life has to offer. Nobody gets to their deathbed and says that they wish they worked more, that they wished they spent more time angry or sad or depressed or demoralized. The regret is always centered around the misuse and mismanagement of the time that we have. And it was my realization that I'm running out of time that I truly started to develop this principle in my life of presence. And that's where the symbolism of the presence t-shirt came from with the hourglass and the sand passing through the middle chamber, that sand being the finite quantity of time that we have available to us in our life with the lotus flower in the top chamber representing creation, life, love, abundance, and everything we have to offer. And then obviously the skeleton in the bottom chamber representing the finality of it all, the final destination that we're all headed to at the end of this ride. That is a hole in the ground. That is death. That is the final destination for us all. That is the one common factor that each and every one of us share as humans on this earth is that we're all going to die someday. And that's why I created that symbolism for that t-shirt is to help remind people of the importance of bringing presence into their lives. Because once you learn how to bring presence into your life, it brings that perspective, it brings that joy, it brings that abundance. It really brings into focus the things that are truly important in this life. And on a deeper level, it makes you start to see how time in and of itself is this illusionary human construct that we've created in order to try to keep things orderly, to keep some sort of semblance of organization to the chaos that is life. We envision time as this linear line with the past on one end and the future on the other. The problem with that thought process is, as humans, we invariably find ourselves bouncing between the timeline between the future and the past. In past regrets or wishing that things had gone a different way or if we had done this, then things might be different or if this had happened to us, we wouldn't be in this current circumstance or we think about the past too fondly and we live in the past in our past achievements or our past things we've accomplished, the things that we used to do rather than what we're currently doing. We think of the good old days, but we don't recognize the good in the day we currently have. The past is also where guilt, shame, and remorse come from. Our lack of inability of forgiving ourselves for things we've done or mistakes we've made. The past is where that constant need for perfection comes from, where we don't give ourselves the grace of making mistakes in life and that we believe that everything needs to be perfect and perfectly executed every single time, creating this turmoil inside of our minds of always needing to seek the approval, the perfection. Or we find ourselves thinking about the future, thinking about something that doesn't exist a time that doesn't exist because it hasn't happened yet. And the future is where anxiety is born, the anxious anticipation of events that haven't occurred yet. That is what anxiety is. It's the anticipation of a perceived struggle or pain that hasn't occurred. When you truly break it down and you think about it, anxiety is a very pointless and silly state of being because it doesn't serve us. It doesn't help us achieve anything in life. It just fills us with that dread or that negative anticipation for a moment that hasn't yet occurred. The future comes 
into play when our obsession with scheduling and getting things done in the timeline and it just creates stress. Now, what I've learned to do over the last few years and what I'm continually trying to refine is taking both of those points on each end of the timeline. You picture grabbing them in your hands like orbs or balls and you take each of those orbs and you clap them together right in front of you, creating one singular circle, one singular point in time that is the present moment. And that is the only thing that truly exists in our lives, is the present moment. The past and the future do not exist. They're fake. They're illusions. They are something that your mind, that your ego cling on to because it helps you give yourself identity. Because in the present moment, all of that stuff gets stripped away. In the present moment, all you do is find peace. You find still mind. The present moment is where stillness comes from. It's a thoughtless and emotionless state of being. And through that state of being is where we create gratitude in our lives. Being present in the moment is flow state. If you've been involved in medicine or studying performance sports or anything performance-based, you've heard of flow state before. Flow state is simply just a state of mind, a cognitive state we find ourselves in when we are technically and mechanically comfortable performing a task to the point where we can perform it almost without thinking it becomes like a dance like an orchestrated movement where we focus so heavily in on the task at hand and what we're doing that we lose all focus and ability on the past and the future and it brings us into the current moment the present moment the right now except scientifically they just call it flow state all flow state is, is a form of meditation. You are removing your mind cognitively from the thoughts and the attachments to the past and the future, and you're just bringing it into the current moment. Presence is flow state. Bringing presence into my life has really helped me decrease my anxiety, has helped me decrease my depression. It has helped me on the other side really, truly figure out and discover who I am who my identity is, and what it is I want to do in this life. Presence has created the ability in my life to focus on gratitude, to think the things that I'm grateful for in life. Because when I've had a chaotic day, when I have had a traumatic experience, or I feel stressed out, or I feel at my max, like my backpack full of rocks is too full, presence is what helps keep me centered. It helps bring me back down to that baseline again. So some of the methods that I've used that I've applied to my life to help bring me that level of presence. One of the first ones I did is I got into Wim Hof a couple years ago. Lots of people have heard of Wim Hof and the Wim Hof method. He's a pretty highly recognized and studied individual who didn't really create anything revolutionary because breathwork and cold water, cold water immersion has been around for a very long time. He just brought it more into the mainstream. And then the scientific community picked up on what he was doing, and there was actually a few published studies done on him, academic-level studies, where they researched physiologically what was occurring to his body with his breath work and his cold water exposure and mindfulness techniques. So I picked apart what he was doing, and I started applying that to my life a few years ago. It started with just taking some cold showers here and there, getting into that cold water every morning through cold showers, and I implemented his breathwork technique into my life as much as possible, trying to do it, you know, 
every other day if I could, and I started noticing a very recognizable change in my mindset, in my demeanor, because what I was doing was essentially just meditating. But these things are putting your mind and your cognitive state in that environment. Cold water immersion was life-changing for me. I slowly escalated the cold showers to actually taking cold ice baths. I went to Tractor Supply and I purchased a $200 stock tank. And here in the winter, or at least five to six months out of the year in New England, you can keep it full of water and your water temperature is nice and cold. In the wintertime, nice in the 30s. And fall time, you can get it into the lower 40s. But doing that for two minutes every day has been absolutely life-changing for me. Instituting the breathwork techniques. There are many out there. You can do your research and find one that works for you. But again, the Wim Hof method, his breathwork technique is amazing. And it's something that I've used a lot and frequently over the last few years. It helps me get into that meditative state of mind because meditation's hard. It's difficult because it's easy to feel your mind slip out of that state of relaxation and fixating on thoughts and all of those things associated with meditation. So the breath work actually helps facilitate that state of mind a lot easier. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that is a state of flow. It is a forced meditation when you are practicing the martial arts, specifically for me it was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and realizing that while I'm training and while I'm rolling, I'm not thinking about anything else in life. It doesn't matter how stressed out or how bad my day was or how miserable I felt. When I go train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it resets my mind. It is like a reset switch. And then obviously anything physically fitness related is going to put you into that state of mind where you're not really thinking about other things. So implementing presence in your life can be foundationally and fundamentally life-altering for you in a positive way. The word presence doesn't need to be this esoteric, weird, fairy dust sounding word. It just means trying to be mindful and trying to stay in the present moment and realizing that nothing else exists besides right now, the current moment. Another analogy or metaphor I like to use, visualization in my head is I'm standing on a canyon and there's no bridge and I'm walking across that canyon and each step I take forward, a plank materializes underneath my foot and as I walk and put my foot down, another plank appears underneath my foot. Now I can't stop and think about what has already happened, or the planks will stop appearing. But I also can't think about the future, the other side, because the planks haven't materialized enough for me to get there yet. When you have the realization that there is realistically, and quite literally, nothing else that exists besides this current moment, and you try to keep yourself in that mindset as much as possible, it will transform your life. So try it out. Implement these small things in your life. Another easy one you can implement anytime, and I do this one on duty a lot, especially when I feel myself getting revved up or I feel my sympathetic nervous system getting a little bit out of hand, I just do simple box breathing. Most people have heard of box breathing. You can do four or five second counts. You just do a slow inhale over that four or five seconds. You retain it for four or five seconds. Then you exhale it over four or five seconds, and then you Hold your breath for four or five seconds before you repeat the whole process. It's a box. That's why it's called box breathing. Doing that controls your sympathetic nervous system and again can also bring you to that state of mind where you're currently in the present moment. 
presence changed my life. It helped transform me from that anxious, depressed, miserable human being who I used to be into that calmer, more mindful version of myself that I find myself today. And that's why presence is one of my six pillars in the Mindfulness Medic. Because the time we have here on this earth is a gift. It is a precious gift. And to not recognize that and to squander it every day, quarreling with the turmoil inside of our minds, with our pointless anxieties, depressions, all of those negative feelings that aren't serving us, that aren't getting us to our highest potential, in order for us to live our one true purpose in life is an absolute disgrace and waste of that gift. We all need to realize that one of these days, we're all going to die. That is unequivocal, 100%, can't argue against it, fact. And then sooner we all realize that harsh truth that we're all going to die, the sooner you can start bringing that perspective of presence into your life. And the recognition that every moment we have is a gift and that we should be maximizing that time to its fullest potential. Maximizing it, spending it, doing the things we want to do in life. Doing those things that fill our tanks, that fill our cups, that fill our hearts full of joy. Making memories with our families and our loved ones. Not wasting our time doing things we don't enjoy doing. Why would you waste your time doing that? When we are born into this world, we are given an hourglass. Just like the one on the back of the t-shirt that I have. The only thing is, each and every one of us have a different amount of sand in that hourglass. And we don't know how much sand is put in our hourglass when we are born into this world. So you better wake up and you better truly start to realize it. And you better truly start to feel it deep within your heart and your soul that you're running out of time. So do something about it. Find presence. Thank you for listening to today's episode on presence. Again, throughout the next few episodes, I'm going to be talking about each and every one of the six pillars, why they are so critically important to me in my journey, and sharing them with you in order to help you in your journey. If you found this impactful or you found any value in this, please don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends about this podcast. Also, go to www.mindfulnessmedic.net. Pick yourself up some t-shirts, some stickers. Pick yourself up a journal so you can write all of this down. I appreciate all your support. It means the world to me. Keep vibing. Keep being awesome. And until next time, stay mindful.